The defense policy of the United States is based on a simple premise. The United States does not start fights. We will never be an aggressor. We maintain our strength in order to deter and defend against aggression, to preserve freedom and peace. Since the dawn of the atomic age, we've sought to reduce the risk of war by maintaining a strong deterrent and by seeking genuine arms control. Deterrence means simply this, making sure any adversary who thinks about attacking the United States or our allies or our vital interests concludes that the risks to him outweigh any potential gains. Once he understands that, he won't attack. We maintain the peace through our strength. Weakness only invites aggression. This strategy of deterrence has not changed. It still works. But what it takes to maintain deterrence has changed. It took one kind of military force to deter an attack when we had far more nuclear weapons than any other power. It takes another kind now that the Soviets, for example, have enough accurate and powerful nuclear weapons to destroy virtually all of our missiles on the ground. Now this is not to say that the Soviet Union is planning to make war on us, nor do I believe a war is inevitable, quite the contrary. But what must be recognized is that our security is based on being prepared to meet all threats. There was a time when we depended on coastal forts and artillery batteries because with the weaponry of that day, any attack would have had to come by sea. Well, this is a different world, and our defenses must be based on recognition and awareness of the weaponry possessed by other nations in the nuclear age. We can't afford to believe that we will never be threatened. There have been two world wars in my lifetime. We didn't start them, and indeed did everything we could to avoid being drawn into them. But we were ill-prepared for both. Had we been better prepared, peace might have been preserved. For 20 years, the Soviet Union has been accumulating enormous military night. They didn't stop when their forces exceeded all requirements of a legitimate defensive capability, and they haven't stopped now. During the past decade and a half, the Soviets have built up a massive arsenal of new strategic nuclear weapons, weapons that can strike directly at the United States. As an example, the United States introduced its last new intercontinental ballistic missile, the Minuteman III, in 1969. And we're now dismantling our even older Titan missiles. But what has the Soviet Union done in these intervening years? Well, since 1969, the Soviet Union has built five new classes of ICBMs and upgraded these eight times. As a result, their missiles are much more powerful and accurate than they were several years ago, and they continue to develop more while ours are increasingly obsolete. The same thing has happened in other areas. Over the same period, the Soviet Union built four new classes of submarine-launched ballistic missiles and over 60 new missile submarines. We built two new types of submarine missiles and actually withdrew 10 submarines from strategic missions. The Soviet Union built over 200 new backfire bombers and their brand new blackjack bomber is now under development. We haven't built a new long-range bomber since our B-52s were deployed about a quarter of a century ago. And we've already retired several hundred of those because of old age. Indeed, despite what many people think, our strategic forces only cost about 15% of the defense budget. Another example of what's happened. In 1978, the Soviets had 600 intermediate-range nuclear missiles based on land and were beginning to add the SS-20. 
a new, highly accurate Mobile missile with three warheads. We had none. Since then, the Soviets have strengthened their lead. By the end of 1979, when Soviet leader Brezhnev declared, a balance now exists, the Soviets had over 800 warheads. We still had none. A year ago this month, Mr. Brezhnev pledged a moratorium or freeze on SS-20 deployment. But by last August, their 800 warheads had become more than 1,200. We still had none, some freeze. At this time, Soviet Defense Minister Ustinov announced, approximate parity of forces continues to exist, but the Soviets are still adding an average of three new warheads a week and now have 1,300. These warheads can reach their targets in a matter of a few minutes. We still have none. So far, it seems that the Soviet definition of parity is a box score of 1,300 to